0: your host, Allison Coden, an interaction designer at Ethem Continuum. There's a vision of the future we've seen in a million sci-fi movies, from my voice is my passport in sneakers to the every five minutes blood sampling of Gattaca, a world where devices and systems are constantly poking and prodding us, requesting bits of our bodies in the name of greater security. Ironically, both of these movies have plots that hinge on elaborate biometric identity theft, all that mechanical caution overthrown by a little human ingenuity. As a user experience designer, I can't help but object to these kinds of security systems. They're complicated, invasive, even borderline goofy in the actions they require from people who are, in the end, just trying to get to work. It's a fundamental tenet of good experience design that a system augment and work within people's current tasks and behaviors, not add new workflows. This is why it's gratifying to hear Bobby Varma, CEO and co-founder of Princeton Identity, and Boris Hazin, our global head of DRM services, talk about how biometrics can not only make us truly more secure, sorry hackers of the 90s, but can do it in a way where we'll barely even notice it's happening. Let's hear our experts talk about how systems of the future can use what's most physically unique about us to keep our stuff safe, all while we literally don't bat an eyelash.
1: Hello, Bobby. Uh, You are CEO of Princeton Identity. So, uh, you know, just for our uh, listeners, could you uh, give a little bit of background and describe uh, Princeton Identity?
2: Sure. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. So, um, you know, I am CEO of Princeton Identity. Um, I've been in biometric industry for over 20 years. Um, that means I joined biometric industry when I was 16 years old here, Boris, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it comes to biometrics, I'm extremely passionate, um, about this technology, um, and really want to drive biometrics beyond when people think about security, you know, to really providing complete user experience and personalization. Um, so Princeton identity, um, when it comes to Princeton identity, you know, uh, we came out of SRI International in, in 2016 with core group of, of engineers who truly believed in this technology and really wanted to see this technology um, evolve. And so, you know, for us, even the fact that we have been in in iris industry or um, iris technology, uh, our legacy is in iris technology, and we are in over ninety million Samsung mobile devices, and have worked across multiple um, customers in access control. Um, you know, at this point, we re- truly believe this is um, where biometric inter- biometric technology has uh, has. Um, Evolved to. Um, During pandemic, you know, people are really looking at biometrics technology and how we can push the envelope of this biometric technology um, beyond the whole aspect around security.
1: Right. Um, So that said, um, I think, um, you know, the interesting viewpoint is this pandemic has uh, sort of uh, uh, you know, moved us to a work from home type of environment, but um, uh, you know, with uh, all the breaches that are happening out there, and the zero and the significant move within cybersecurity to zero trust, um, I think uh, it definitely pushed us. And I, I would like you know your opinion uh, into a. Uh, developing another layer of zero trust that is necessary for when individuals are working from home and are dealing with sensitive data, such as, you know, the personal information, the healthcare information, financial information. So, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, would you agree with that? And um,
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, Absolutely. You know, more and more people, as you kind of indicated, are working from home due to Corona outbreak and industry, you know, organizations are are really um, trying to manage and provide resources for distributed uh, workforce. Um, and, you know, we have seen quite a bit of trend, even just working with our customers that, uh, you know, m- organizations are transitioning from on premise computing to cloud um, computing, right? And it's becoming extremely hard. And zero trust is becoming more as an element for, uh, you know, uh, trust network architecture and enterprise security strategy. And if you think about it, absolutely, identity is is a part of that. How do you provide this multiple layered security? Um, and you know, inherently, most of the people are using multi factor authentication, right? So, absolutely. I mean, looking at how can we now take advantage of biometrics and really layer that on, to, on top of uh, zero trust um, is going to be the future.
1: Right and uh yeah uh d- definitely agree with that and I, I think the important uh aspects of uh, using uh you know biometrics for that is n- not just validating that the right eyes are examining the data but uh also that they're the only eyes that's examining the data well you know and that's that's the interesting layer of uh, zero trust uh that um, needs to be uh that's introduced because of people working from home.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would say, you know, when, uh, for example, I, when I use, um, or if I log on, um, even to my current devices, you know, there's that whole concept of the multi-factor where I get, uh, a, a, a notice on my phone and saying, well, you know, we want to know who, you know, first of all, uh, what you're carrying, um, and uh, what you know, right? So those are the two, inherently, that's what people normally use as a multi-factor authenticate, to authenticate you. And when it comes to that, Boris, it's, a, you know, in my mind, that's a secondary way to identify you. So truly, you're not identifying who you are. And you said, I, absolutely right. Um, you know, you need your eyes. I mean, you need some type of your own biometrics. We, we want to identify who you are. Um, and, uh, you know, biometrics plays a, a role in that. So you're not using your phone or you're not remembering something to authenticate yourself. You're using biometrics to really identify who you are. And are you the right person who is accessing that information?
1: Right uh so that's uh definitely uh, important for an information uh aspects and uh adding the biometric uh, matrix uh, to this uh with um i think with the proper uh, uh sensors uh you know uh uh, will alleviate that concern that firms have that, you know, are, you know, who's looking at that data. And it also addresses uh, regulatory uh, requirements such as, uh, you know, uh, that's been growing in the privacy industry. And that's why um, I think we both have, you know, um, same mindset that uh, the regulatory industry is pushing zero trust to introduce this la- uh, layer. The pandemic is pushing um, uh, zero trust to inter- introduce this layer. And it's, uh, you know, f- uh, firms that uh, mm-hmm. address the biometric uh, utilization will be addressing this layer, making it uh, a lot safer to access the property. Um, data that's only responsible uh, should be accessed by just specific individuals.
2: Sure, sure. And I think I want to add beyond, I think this is, you know, you kind of highlighted a crucial point is that, you know, obviously there's regulatory concerns, but, and security concerns. But I think I want people to start thinking beyond that part of it, right? Which is authentication steps should not be cumbersome and should not impact user experience or diminish their productivity. Right. And where, and when he thinks of, when you think about biometrics, you verify the person, but what it adds to it is the user experience. Um, It's, you know, instead of you going in there looking at your phone, trying to figure out, okay, is this the right password or the PIN code? The process is you know, really easy. You just basically continue doing your normal activity um, and get authenticated. You don't have to do anything different,
1: right? Um, so, with uh, with that uh, said, uh, I think the uh, the interesting discussion then is, um, you know, um, what is the Direction that uh, firms need, to, uh, you know, to take to address this, and I think the one of the primary direction is to understand that, uh, you know, when you're dealing with sensitive uh, data, validating the individual not with just uh, a uh, view of um, you know is it you by sending to the phone uh, because somebody could t- you know you're not uh, you're not hundred percent sure that the individual even has his phone but the biometrics uh, allows you to um, uh, address uh, the aspects that you are very confident uh, that the person looking at the data is the individual now um, how does Princeton uh, identity work within the biometric uh, framework to give the firms the confidence uh, that the correct person is in front of the uh, data?
2: So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, you know, Again, you know, you, you want to use effective technologies, right? Um, you don't want to create additional layers and create the whole friction around using technologies. Um, and that also encompasses biometric technologies, too. Um, so, you know, that's where Princeton Identity biometric technology plays a role because, again, you know, our whole mantra or our goal has been to create the user uh, experience. Um, people would want to use this technology, right? Um, so for for Princeton Identity, you know, we have, that's what we have done for past 15 years. Our entire patent portfolio Evolves around the whole thought process of how do we create that convenience, that user experience, um, the effortless identification around biometrics. So you know, as I said in the past, we have worked on iris technology, but now um, you know we have expanded our portfolio. Our 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 products encompass base and iris and as we move forward again you know other modalities are going to be added to again just the whole thought process of you know working around customer needs but user experience and that's where i believe princeton identity can really add value around uh, zero trust processes
1: right um so uh you know, it's um, it's important to for uh, as we were mentioning for many reasons for firms to instigate this new uh, layer within the the zero trust. Um, what do you do? You think are the important items that firms should consider when they're instigating this layer?
2: I mean, again, I think, you know, as you know, for us, um, again, when you're talking about multi-layer approach around security accessing data, you know, it's really important to uh, consider who is accessing that data, right? Um, And it's really important to ensure that. Um, But beyond just uh, who is accessing the data? It, it, you know, allowing them the flexibility to access that data. That means, you know, not creating hurdles for them to access that data. You know, a- again, um, security is great. Um, adding adding security around zero trust is really important, um, but I believe biometrics truly believe, brings that user experience around it. The flexibility of that uh, of the person to be able to access that data in in the most uh, I would say convenient, user friendly way. Um, uh, you know, that's where that's what I would uh, you know that's what I think.
1: Um, and, um, uh, you know, let's, uh, also address the, uh, the big issue that firms might uh, consider and, uh, you know, uh, what it really means. And, uh, you know, the, the big issue with this is, um, I, I think they'll always go, well, you know, is this too big brother? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, uh, the reality is we always have, um, yellow red and clean rooms within organizations where mm-hmm. uh, you know they validate who uh, who enters uh, the room they confirm through either imaging or uh, you know uh, passes and then record camera of all the activities in this room so um the uh, the understanding that you you're under monitoring when you access this data is a norm in in certain situations but i i think the the key um uh the key here that sort of uh you know addresses the big brother aspect this is a this is actually a tool that allows you to work from home. It's it's uh, for, you know, a monitoring that needs to be in place and everybody understands it, but it's giving the individual that's working the flexibility that they don't have to be in the office every day. You know, it's it really opens up and it really makes sort of life easier for everybody involved not only the corporation but the individual accessing the, the data would you uh, agree with that
2: absolutely I think you hit you you hit the nail on the head right um, yes I mean if you think about it especially nowadays with biometrics I mean it's been in the in the media quite a bit this whole negative connotation towards you know surveillance aspect around it Um And, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, people think about, oh, Big Brother is watching it. But I think the flip side of the coin is that it's not just about that, Um, you know, from a security perspective, as long as you let the the user know that. You know, look, we are, you, biometric is being uh, used for their convenience. Um, I think people are more likely to use it, right? Uh, for example, right now, I mean, you talk about your um, mobile devices. Um, in the past, people used passwords, but now, you know, I know I use. I use my face all the time to access in, secure information. So yes, I mean, again, you know, the whole uh, premise around providing flexibility for the workforce, using biometrics to provide that convenience and flexibility instead of coming into on-premise, into their offices. As you know, you know, I bo- truly believe hybrid uh, hybrid uh, approach is you know, it's going to be uh, permanent. Uh, People are going to work partly from home, partly from, you know, maybe partly on premise as well. Um, But this technology, you know, and surrounding zero trust can really provide that flexibility for that individual. Um, They can still work on critical uh, data, confidential information from home, versus actually coming in and sitting in their office to be able to access that information. So um, absolutely, biometrics is going to provide that that capability for the, you know, for the, the workforce going forward.
1: Right. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I think if firms are just straight up upfront, explain how it's utilized, I, I, I think uh, people are more willing to have that flexibility rather than worry about uh, the issue of, be, uh, you know, them being um, monitored uh, from a biometrics perspective.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, it's human nature, right? You tend to uh, follow the path of least resistance, right? So um, as long as you can show them the value proposition around how biometric uh, can aid and provide tools to for them to conveniently um access information but more importantly provide them the flexibility i truly believe Boris that you know people will adopt biometric technology um and will actually welcome it um when it comes to you know uh adding these layers around zero trust mindset
1: right um so uh you know with um everything that's uh, been going on in the direction we're moving uh, clearly uh biometrics is an important aspect uh you know to add uh with a zero trust environment where do you do you see um uh, you know, within the cybersecurity aspects, biometrics moving from here? Uh, you know, you have, like you said, your uh, retina and facial recognition. What, what do you see as the next levels of uh, biometrics within cybersecurity, you know, in the future, let's say five years from now?
2: Sure. I mean, I, I, again, I mean, you know, I think pandemic has really leapfrogged biometric technology in every application and specifically when it comes to, um, you know, zero trust. Um, I think it's going to become, biometrics is going to become part of everyday life Um, as, as zero trust becomes norm across cyber, you know, cybersecurity industry. The, you know, the authentication process using biometrics will become more, I truly believe it's going to become more, you know, widely incorporated into security uh, for you know various reasons. As we talked about, it adds the uh, you know greater aspect of security, but also adds the intuitiveness for users, right? Um, you know, when I think about the future, I think uh, the whole notion around. Continuous monitoring, content providing that you know continuous security um, is going to become uh, the 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 norm in the future. You know, and I you know I always think of this uh, concept around uh, convenience, and so I always think, imagine the future. Boris, where um, you have continuous authentication, right? And as you walk up to your device, it, you don't have to do anything differently. It recognizes you, it authenticates you, it brings up the information that you have been working on or work, you know, or want to work on. And that information is spent just for your eyes. And then as you step away, uh, the computer seem, you know, uh, seamlessly severs the connection with the information that, you know, confident information without you doing anything different. So it becomes very seamless process. Um, and so, you know, to me, I mean, again, biometric authentication is ever evolving, right? And uh, I I truly also believe that as you add modalities, you don't have to use one single modality, like we were talking about Iris technology, right? Um, As you add face and voice and, and uh, behavior biometrics, um, combining all these various different um, modalities, and if they if they're implemented correctly, can really help Um, the, the zero, you know, the whole, your business Um, and, you know, to making sure that people are accessing the right sensitive information, but more importantly, giving them the flexibility and convenience around it. So in one word, I think continuous authentication is going to be the near future um, for, for, you know, around whole zero trust concept.
1: Yes. And uh, I actually see it also, uh, just like you said, uh, uh, behavioral, uh, you know, biometrics aspects. But I also see it, you know, utilized in monitoring who's accessing certain inf- information, uh, you know, if it's still not fully um, uh, biometric linked. So, uh, in other words, uh, you know, I've uh, heard that... Uh, there is uh, ways that people could tell by the the pressure on the keystroke like how long the the pressure is whether the person in front of the keys is a male or female so what that gives you the capability is if somebody's logging into somebody's account that's a female and it's clearly a male by the way they're typing you mm-hmm. you just stop the interaction and uh, you know, set another type of validation so that they don't break into uh, your account, uh, bank account, and take all your money.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. I think you know, as 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 you said, behavioral biometrics become part of you know, or become uh, where people are starting to implement these 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 modalities. Again, it's going to uh, create uh, or give you. Uh, more information about the user. It can, you know, really help you understand, not only just from a security and user perspective, but help you understand the type of user who's u- utilizing this uh, this information. You know, you can build uh, pattern, various different, uh, you know, artificial intelligence and pattern recognitions around this concept um, as, as you gather more data, right, using biometrics. So I, I see a, a big future when it comes to uh, using Biometrics to gather all various different aspects of of that human and user inter- interaction.
1: Right. Uh, thank you very much for your uh, for your time, Bobby. It was a pleasure speaking with you about biometrics and this uh, new layer that we view as important for zero trust.
2: Same here, Boris. It's been a pleasure um, inter- you know talking to you as well. Thank you. Thank you.
0: This has been Silo Busting, a podcast from EPAM Continuum. EPAM Continuum integrates business experience and technology consulting focused on accelerating breakthrough ideas into meaningful impact. Why do we do this? Because real opportunities aren't siloed. Thanks to Boris Hazin and Bobby Varma for their great conversation. Cheers to Kit Palalis, our sound engineer extraordinaire, for getting the podcast recorded. Applause to Ken Gordon, our producer, for all his masterminding behind the scenes. I'm your host, Allison Coton, and I'm off to stare into a camera.